Hey, this is Clint Shuttlesworth. I'm the pastor at Valiant Church, and this is our podcast. I hope our time together will help you see God working in your life and that he loves you so much. Our prayer for you is that you will continue to chase after God with all your heart and go out and love on some people. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy the message. Hey, welcome to Valiant Church this morning. We're in week two of This Is What We Do. This is what we do. Um, If you call yourself a follower of Christ, um, we are learning these um, last week, and we're going to be learning, continue to learn today, uh, putting God first, putting God first in all that we do. I want to talk to you again, and this is going to be great. I want to talk to you again uh, this morning about the blessings of generosity, the blessings of generosity. How many of you in here believe that you're generous? It's okay to raise your hand. Because I'm, I'm going to agree that everyone in here is generous. I, I feel like I agree with that. I'm, some of you are doubting your generosity, okay? Or you're trying to be humble right now, and, and, and that's okay. But what I want us to do as a, as a church family, and I believe that this is happening across the island and other churches as well, but I want us to lead the way in a rational generosity. This small little church on the corner of 20th and Post Office That's really actually a huge church. I want us to lead the way in irrational generosity. This is is the truth. I'm going to speak a lot of truth to you today, okay? Truth and love. Because I believe that I have done us as a church, um, I haven't haven't taught this. I haven't spoke this kind of truth because I've come from churches that have messed up, and I've come from churches that have abused, um, and so I've been, I've been far way over here, and I never talk about generosity, and, and I talk about giving our lives away. I do talk about that a lot, and I will continue to do that because I believe that we are the hope for the world. The local church is the hope for the world. But, but God is, 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 is trying to bring me back to center. He's trying, to, he's trying to, to teach me something in this process as well. And I believe that God is going to release some of you this morning. I, I had a conversation with a first-time guest last night that came to our church, and they said, you know what? I just want to thank you for what you taught tonight. I want to thank you because it's so crazy I've been fighting with this, and in God used your message to confirm some truth that he was speaking over me, and I, was, I wasn't listening. And so this morning, I'm believing the same is going to happen with those of us in this room, that we're going to be set free, that we're going to take one step closer to being fully committed to what God is doing in our lives, not partially committed. You know, when you, when you, have you ever sat on a fence? It's one thing to sit on a fence with your butt, but we don't need to go the other way. But, you know, it's not a comfortable situation. God wants us to be fully committed believers so that we can fully walk in the calling that he has for us and our families. Amen? Say it like you believe it. Lie if you got to. Amen? Most people 
fact. Most people believe they're generous because they have given, or they've gave, or they've given a lump sum, or they've possibly helped somebody. But I want to tell you this, giving and being generous are two different things. If you were here last week, you're going to say, man, I feel like this is almost kind of the same message. And guess what? Repetition makes things stick. I want to I speak this truth. I don't want to pound it to the ground, but I want to speak this truth because we've got to learn to put God first. First. Most Americans believe that, that, that they don't feel, well, they don't believe, they, they just don't feel like they're rich. But most Americans are. I'm going to say that most Americans are rich because we have a house, because we have a car, because we pay bills. Um, um, God has blessed us in this nation. If, if, has anybody ever been out of, outside of this nation into a third world nation? We are rich here. Uh, our bank accounts may not be padded with crisp $100 bills, y'all, but we are rich in this nation. We, we, we have the ability to pay for things and bills and to have a house that's not made out of shack and, and, and stuff, uh, uh, stuff that's found on the side of the road and put up. We, we don't allow our kids to stand on the side of the gravel road in diapers or without diapers and wave to cars as they drive by right here. We, we, we don't do that. If we did do that, we would be arrested. Um, that's, that's, we live in a, in a, in a rich nation. Most Americans, they think they're generous, but they're not. Let me give you some more facts. I love facts. Anybody love facts? Facts are fun. Facts are good. Facts are good. Fun. I don't even know what I was going to say right then, but facts are, you know, facts are facts. The, the average American who makes under $100,000 a year, the average American who makes under $100,000 a year gives... <laughs> 2.8% away. What's crazy is, is that if you make hundred dollars to $200,000 a year, you give less, 2.6% away. Interesting, isn't it? The reason, I believe this is the reason. I believe the reason that we don't give, the reason why we're truly not generous is because we live in a scarcity mindset. We don't have enough. I can't afford it. And it becomes this cycle in our lives. This cycle in our lives. You ever, you ever had a cycle in your life that you just wish that you could get out of? You feel like you're in the, 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 you're the, you're the hamster in the, in the hamster wheel and you just keep on going around and around and around. And you're like, oh man, I could just jump off this hamster wheel. It'd be great. But we live with this scarcity mindset. It's God supplies. How does God supply? 
Well, he's giving you abilities, right? He's, he's, he, he, he's giving you knowledge on how to do your job. You, you, you go and you work. You put in your 40 hours, your 30 hours, your 20 hours. If you're lazy, 10 hours. Of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, you, whatever it is, you, you put in your hours and you get a paycheck, you know, and, and God, God supplies, and, 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 then, and then we consume it because we don't have enough, so we consume it. And then there's that lack that shows up. Don't you hate the lack? Ugh, negative again. Overdraft charges. It's horrible. And then the fear sets in. What am I going to do? I don't, I don't know how I'm going to pay this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I mean, I had, where did all that money go? I mean, could not have had a check and now it's all gone. Where did it all go? And then we consume and then we lack, and then we fear. God supplies, we consume, we lack, we fear. Just can't seem to get ahead. I just can't seem to get ahead. God, what's going on? I just can't seem to get ahead. I feel like I'm always struggling. I, I wish I could give more. Any, any one of those three things, Ever been on your hearts? Any one of those three things you might be struggling with right now? Any one of those three things? Let me ask you this question. If, if, if you started to cringe a few minutes ago when I talked about that we were going to talk about being generous, if you cringed when I said that, and if you thought to yourself, again, why did I choose to come this morning? I could come next week. <sighs> if that was you, you're living in scarcity. Truth. The truth hurts, but it sets you free. You ever notice that when somebody's like kind of kind of came up to you and like, I mean, just kind of they tried everything they could, everything they could to tell you something in love, like, man, I love you so much, you're so amazing. You're so great, but there's this, that one thing. And you're like, you don't hear any of the positive, you just hear the negative, which isn't really negative. Because if you would take that next step, you could live in freedom. Truth sets people free, but the truth can hurt sometimes. As Christians, this is what we do. This is what we should do. If you're taking notes, please take notes. My goodness, please take notes. If you don't take notes, take notes anyways, okay? This is what we do. The enemy hates it when you take notes. This is what we do. We give generously. Listen to the scripture here, 2 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in a response to pressure. Here's the deal. This is what immediately starts to happen when pastors start talking about money, when your kids start talking about money, when your friends start, you, you, you start, you start, uh, uh, don't, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get in trouble saying this. But, 
when people, and, I, and it's good intentions, it's good intentions, but when people send you something in your messenger feed that you should give or that you should pass this along to seven other people or you won't be blessed, I'm just going to say this. If you're one of those people, I love you so much. I love you so much. But stop it. God's not going to bless me if I pass it along to seven other people. And he's not blessing you either. Okay. Stop it. Stop it. Whew. Okay. I, went, I almost went back to my old school ways. It's bad. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So, so today when we, at the end of the service, we say, hey, man, if you want to give your tithes and offerings, you can go online. You can give your tithes and offerings online if you want to. You can write a check. You can put it in the back if you like to. You know, whatever, however you want to give. Don't give because we've talked about a giving message today. Don't give because you feel some sort of pressure because there is no pressure. Because I don't want people to give with, without a cheerful heart. Uh, that doesn't do you any good. Uh, it doesn't do anybody else any good. Give with a cheerful heart. Give because you and God have had a conversation, okay? You, you got to take God's word. Every, every time that you come into a place where God's word's being preached or, or taught, you need to take that home with you. You need to study that. You need to ask God, what do you want me to do? Get into the word for yourself. See what the word of God says about giving, about being generous, about a God who gave first to us, who sacrificed everything for us. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide for all that you need. Need. Not want. Need. This isn't about, I've been, <laughs> you ever been at a church where they pass the offering plate? And then someone counts it. You see the elders over there counting it. And then they, they come over to the pastor like, uh, there's only like uh, 500 that came in. We need uh, 2,000 to pay the bills this week. Okay. And, then all, and the pastor's like, I just feel my spirit. And we need to pass this again. I've been there. I, I've seen it. I, I've seen it. Okay, this isn't a made-up story. I've seen it. It cracks me up. I walked out. Okay. I believe that God is going to provide for what we need. That's how we started this church. I believe in that. 100% believe in that. I don't need to sit here and pass the plate three or four times. I believe that God's going to show you all something and set you all free. I believe that. He's going to provide for what you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. God loves it. And you should love it. If God loves it, you should love it. This is what we do as Christians. This is what we should do as Christians because of what God has done. This is what we do. Let me, let me show you what, what God does. Let me show you what God does. God multiplies abundantly. When we, when we step out of the scarcity mindset and, and we step into, into his mindset, 
God multiplies abundantly. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. It doesn't say they will thank you. <laughs> Some of us give because we just we we want the glory of that. Wrong mindset. Wrong mindset. You give and let God get the glory. When we live outside of the scarcity mindset, God supplies. We give. We give. God multiplies. It builds our faith. We give again. God multiplies. We see God move. We see miracles. We see that our giving is making an impact and a difference. Our faith grows. We give. God supplies. It's awesome. Tithing breaks the cycle of scarcity, and it creates a new cycle of supply. Truth. Truth. Tithing breaks that cycle, that hamster wheel cycle. The first tenth of everything that we have, it belongs to our Father. It does. I love facts again, okay? This is so much fun. I, I've, I've been in ministry for, for a while, uh, more than a couple months. It's been, you know, 17, 18 years, whatever it is. And, 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 I've, and I've, heard, I've heard multiple people uh, come and tell me, I don't tithe because tithing uh, was under the law. And, and, and Jesus, when Jesus came, uh, the law was fulfilled, so we don't, we don't need to tithe. Anybody ever heard that said? Or, or, or maybe said it, and so your hand is down. Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to show you something which is really cool. So, first of all, first fun fact is, is tithing happened before the law was even set in place. Okay. Check it out. It's awesome. And then if we, if we live by that mindset that I, I, don't need, I don't need to tithe because it was underneath the law, it was, it was under the law, it was, it was when that w- was happening, if that's the case, okay, if that's the case, then I, what, 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 then I guess we could just walk outside these doors and shoot whoever we want to because, I mean, the Ten Commandments were under the law. I mean, the law says, you know, the Ten Commandments says thou shalt not murder, so if, if we don't have to tithe because it was underneath the law, then I guess we can just go out and kill whoever we want. Anybody? Anybody think that's right? No? Okay. It's good. It's good. I just want to break that. I just want to. I want to break that lie that the enemy has put in so so many people's heads. I want to. I want to break that lie that tithing. You don't have to tithe. Jesus even even Jesus said you ought to do this. This is a good thing to do. You ought to do that. You should you should do that. So before, during, and after tithing was taught 
when tithing was applied to people's lives. It's a good thing. Let me show you the power of the tithe. Anybody want to see the power of the tithe? Amen. Y'all, y'all, y'all excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't even care anymore. I'm so excited. That's how great. I, it's, this is great. I love it. I love freedom. I love freedom. I hated not, I hated being afraid of talking about money and tithing. I hated it. I hated it. And I knew I should talk about it. And I, and I just held it in because I, I didn't want to do it. But I'm not afraid anymore. I ain't afraid. Freedom. Freedom is a great thing. It's such a great thing. The first thing that tithing teaches us is to put God first. Deuteronomy 14, 23, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Clint, for me, to, for me to do that, I'd have to rearrange my whole life. Yep. I'd have to give up something. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if I can, if I can get... I'd have to give it up. Yep. This, whew, this would stretch my faith. It, it would, it would, it would, it would, it would stretch my whole life. Yep. Those aren't bad things. Why are those bad things? It's no excuse. Those, those are good things. You should want your faith stretched. You, you, you should want to give up something because he gave up so much for us. You, you, you should want to rearrange your whole life because he is awesome. He is great. It takes faith to give the first. It doesn't take any faith to give what's left over. Amen. Amen. Even the baby knows. It takes faith to give the first. See, most of us, most of us, and I've been there, most of us will pay our mortgage or pay our rent or, or, or pay the, the car bill, pay the gas, pay the utilities, pay our cable bill that's out of control, pay our overpriced cell phone bills, Pay everything else and go, okay, well, I've got 100 bucks left, so I'm going to drop a quick 10 in there, and I'm good. Ain't no faith in that. It takes faith to peel that off first and to put God first. It takes faith. Tithing builds our faith. Number two. Malachi 3, verse 10 through 11. And listen to this. This is awesome. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. You want to know what the storehouse is? Your church. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room for it. God says, give me your first and give me your best and do it with a grateful heart and a joyous heart and watch what I'll do. It'll be amazing. I mean, 90% with God 
is going to go a whole lot farther than 100% with just yourself. I know people are processing. It's good. I like it. Process this. Take this home. Study it. Go home. See what the Word of God says. We get in this mindset, I just can't afford to tithe. I just can't afford it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I remember Samantha, she, she comes on. Sometimes she comes on Sunday or Saturday, Sundays, but she comes mostly on Saturday nights. And she approached me a couple weeks ago, and she goes, I, I just, I, I just want to give a testimony about how God transformed my life when I started tithing. I was like, well, tell me about it. And she was just like giddy. She was so giddy. She was like, oh, this is so awesome. She's like, I had this job. It was a great job. It was, I, was, I was a teacher. I was making money. I was, it was fine. It was great. But I hated my job. I hated it. It wasn't what I was called to do. It wasn't what I was wanting to do. And so I quit my job before I had another job. Anybody ever done that? Like you hate it so much, you're like, I'm gone. And then God's like, ooh, that, was, that wasn't smart. And you go, well, God's going to take care of me. And he's like, yeah, I will, but you're going to learn something through this process. Anyways, okay, so, so she, she quit the job. She couldn't find another job. And she had to move in with a friend and sleep on a couch. She couldn't find another job. And she looked. How long was it? Do you know this story? It, it was a long time. It was a long time. Not like two weeks long. It was like, like a year if not more, long. Like, and then she found this one job that she was making 50 bucks a month. <laughs> 50 bucks a month. And God laid on her heart, I want you to tithe. I want you to trust me. I just want you to trust me. But God, I only have $50 for the month. Trust me. Okay. God supplied. God took care of her. God gave her everything she needed. She kept trusting, kept believing, kept giving him the first God supplied her with a job, a job that she likes and loves. It's awesome. I'm going to get on film. It's going to be good. And there's so many other countless stories in this room about that, about trusting God first. Like last week, the, the lady, when I, when I asked for that, that offering on Saturday night, and I asked for just $1, just $1, we're going to give an offering. Just, we're just going to bless somebody. We're just going to give one, just $1 from each person. There was only 40 people in this room on Saturday night, and she gave out of her poverty her very last. She gave a fifty. That was all she had. That was it. That was it. I remember Cynthia calling me and going, you have no idea. You have no idea what happened tonight. And we get a phone call from this lady, and she's like, you know, I just, I'm so thankful, man. I, because we, we, we woke up on Sunday morning. I love this story. We woke up on Sunday morning, 
and, and, and I do my Sunday morning thing, and I'm drinking coffee, and I'm kind of looking over notes and all this kind of stuff, and Emily, I see her frantic, and she's like, oh, man, ah. And I was like, what's wrong, baby? And she's like, she's like, we don't have a babysitter for the back, and, 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 and everyone is called and sick, and they can't come, and I can't find anybody else. And I said, well, let's call Miss Cynthia. I bet you one of those ladies would be, would be happy to do that because we pay $30 to, to, to babysit our kids in the back, our nursery. We pay them $30. They have background checks. It's really great. It's a good program for you all. It's awesome. You don't got to pay a babysitter. We take care of that. And so Miss Cynthia called this girl and said, hey, can you babysit? Yes. God multiplied. Okay, the story gets better, though. This is what's crazy. The story gets so much better. It's so cool. She calls us, and she's telling us about that. And then, and then I see her on, on, on Sunday morning. She's like, man, just thank you so much. I was like, don't thank me. I thank you for stepping up and helping. That's amazing. She's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I gave my last last night. Like, I gave my last. And God's blessed me with $30 today. Like, I only had $1.50. I gave it all. And God blessed me with 30 bucks today. That's crazy. And, and, and I got this new bike, and I need, I need a light for my new bike. And so guess what? And she's just ecstatic. She's like a little kid. And she's not a little kid. She's a grown adult. She's adulting. But, but she said, I, I, I get to go today, and, and I get to buy this light. It's $20. It's $20. I get to have the light on my bike. My bike will be complete. And I got $10 left over. And she, that's exactly how she told me. She was excited. And I thought to myself, whoa, she gave out of her poverty, not out of her riches. And God has taken care of her. And I was like, oh, girl, that is so awesome. High five, that's so awesome. And then we were having a little meeting with our band, and it was so awesome. And I was telling the story right before worship on Sunday morning. And someone in our band, I'm not going to mention any names. Chris is so great, but he has this bike, and he has this bike, and sometimes he brings this bike to church, and he has this really cool light on his bike that he never uses. And he said, you know what? I've got a light on my bike. I don't ever use it. I'm going to go give it to her. And he got up. The bike was here, and he found the bike, and he took the light off, and he went to her, and he said, here, you need this more than I do. And they both started crying, and they both started like, ah! And if you know Chris, Chris is awesome, and I love his heart, and I love his family, and I love this team here, and I love you because you give above and beyond, even when it doesn't make sense. But God transforms you through that. And she got to walk out with $30 plus a brand new light that was going to be even better than what she was going to buy because she trusted God fully. That built my faith. That gives me confidence to preach this message and to tell the devil to shut up. Because it's not about money. My God, it's not about money. We think it's about money. It's not about money. It's about trusting God fully. Fully. Can't afford it. I'll never be able to... You'll never be able to if you don't do it. 
I want a muscular chest and I want a six pack and I want to lose this weight. But I can't go, God, give me, give me the muscles, give me the six pack, just, I know he could, why don't you? He says, I'll bless you if you put the work in. So what do I got to do? I got to get down here. Oh, gosh, that hurts. (laughs) And I got to put the work in. And I've got to step out and do it. And I can't live with excuses anymore of, oh, my shoulder or, oh, my back, or, oh, there's other ways that you can do it. Oh, I can't afford to do that. Oh, I can't afford to eat right, or I can't. Yes, you can. Plan for it. You plan for it. I did sit-ups last night, and my stomach hurts, so I decided to do push-ups as a different illustration. I did 400 sit-ups in the middle of the sermon. It was fine. It just wasn't anything. <laughs> I barely got three. That's good. But tithing, it builds our faith. And the third is, we're going to go way over today, guys. Way over. But who cares? The tithe provides for the work of God's church. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, the word of God says. There may be food in my house. This is this is this is the only passage in scripture that God says, test me. Test me in this. Watch what I'll do. Test me. This is what we're doing. This is what we do. We are leading people to become fully fully devoted followers of Christ. Your giving makes an impact every day. Not only in people's lives that you know, but people's lives that you don't know, and more importantly, in your own life. That's what it does. We give, God multiplies, it builds our faith. We give, God multiplies. It builds our faith. Let's stand this morning. I want to ask you this. Are you a part of the we? living in scarcity or are you living in in freedom? Are you a consumer or are you a contributor? Church is never meant to consume. Church was always meant to be a contributor. We're just going to worship God for what 
he has done. Amen. For what he has done. Amen. For what he has done. Amen. Because he is awesome. He is good. He is our freedom that we so long for. He is our rest. He is our peace. He is our love. He is our forgiveness. He is our author and the perfecter of our faith. And let's remember what he has done because it's all about him. It definitely ain't about you. It definitely ain't about me. And it's not about this church. It's about him. It's always about him. It's always about him. So Father God, we thank you. God, we worship you. Father, we praise you. And Father, at this moment, God, whatever anybody is dealing with in this, in this place, Father, I pray a release on their life in Jesus Christ's name of Nazareth. A release. Father, as they lay it down, they would feel such a peace from you. Father, may we learn to listen to that still, small voice in our head, your whisper. May we learn to put everything else aside worship you and you alone. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. First, share this message with your friends and your family or, or share it online. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to give to help us reach others, please go to valiantchurch.com and click the giving button. And I'll see you next time. Valiant Podcast.